0: see y'all today. Glad you're here. First of all, I want to thank everybody for praying for my wife and calling and checking. And, uh, and I want to tell you something, uh, Christian friends is everything. And calling and and letting my wife know you love her means everything too. And I appreciate you very much. More than anything else, I appreciate Shelly bringing me a blanket. I'm telling you that hospital is the coldest place in the world. But uh, God's good through it all, and I'm hoping if uh, uh, the nurses told me that maybe I could bring her home today. But the doctor hasn't come in yet. I just talked to Robin, and she's up there with her, uh, my daughter, and and so I uh, uh, then nobody's come in yet and told us anything. And so just pray, if you would please, that she can be released today. This morning, turn your Bibles, please, to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. I've been studying the Ten Commandments, and they're very important. And so I would like to just read Exodus chapter 20, which contains the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other god before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his man servant, nor his maid servant, nor his ox, nor his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. And all the people saw the light, the thunders and the lightnings, and the noise of the trumpet, and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near, under the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto me, unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto thee, me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep, and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee and will bless thee. If thou wilt make me an altar of stone, Thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps under mine order that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. Father, we love this chapter. We love hearing directly from you above about how you want us to live. And I pray, dear God, one of these days, when we get to heaven, everybody has to be as pure as these Ten Commandments tell us to try to be. We ask you, dear God, that you'll bless us today now as we study them. Give us the wisdom that you want us to have from these verses. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was going through these, the commandments, and uh, first of all, I want you to notice the order of the commandments and they're very important. The first four concerns human responsibility towards God. That is man's responsibility towards God. The last five has to do with our obligation to man. The fifth commandment is like a bridge between the two, God and man. Because in a sense, parents act in God's stead for their children we are to lead our children to God through Christ Jesus. Then it's good to note that each commandment is placed in its rightful order of the ten. For instance, number one, the number one stands for unity or supremacy. And so it is with the first commandment. The absolute sovereignty and preeminence of God our Creator is insisted upon here. And since God is who He is, he will not tolerate any competitor or rival. God's claim on us are primary and foremost. That's number one. In other words, He gets first place no matter what. So the first commandment, Exodus 20 verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now in this first commandment, receive the respected, if, if it receives respected demands, then all the other commandments would be automatic to us. Thou shalt have no other gods before me means. Thou shalt have no other object of worship. Thou shalt own no other authority as absolute. Thou shalt make God supreme in your hearts and lives. So if you will be the first one, it includes all those things. Now there's many gods in this world. Not only idols of wood and stone, but money and pleasure and fashion and fame and gluttony and on and on you could go, that people have gods in their life. And many people today worship their own bodies before they worship God. Now, we're not to make self-supreme over God. We're to give the rightful place of God in our affections and thoughts. I was praying last night, with myself, and and I said, Lord, if I know my heart, I want your will, not mine, and everything. And I mean that. And and I, I want everybody, and I've told everybody since the day I got saved, and everybody that knows me knows this is true, that God is number one in my life. I don't care what else is going on. I have to serve God first. A lot of people don't understand that. But I really believe that that's the reason God has blessed my life, and I know He'll bless your life if you make Him number one in your life as an ob as the object of worship. I worship God; everything else is secondary. Now, uh, uh, something to remember about God, though, uh, Exodus nine verse fourteen says there's none like Him. Uh, Deuteronomy four verse thirty five says there's no God besides Him. Uh, Isaiah 43, verse 10 says there's none before Him. Uh, Matthew 19, verse 17 says there's none good but God. And God fills heaven and earth, First Kings 8, verse 27, and He uh, is to be worshipped in uh, spirit according to John chapter 4 and verse 24. In other words, I've had people say when I see God I'll worship Him or when I see God I'll accept you will never see Him except when we get to heaven in the Lord Jesus Christ He is God. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, I don't have to see God to know He's real because His Word is real. And when I read His Word and study about Him His Spirit bears with my spirit there is a God. Amen? Now the second commandment Exodus chapter 20, verse 4 through 6 says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. Now I want you to watch this. There's so many people, the, the there's different denominations, and I won't go into them, but there's different denominations. You shouldn't wear a ring. You shouldn't wear a necklace. You shouldn't wear a cross. You shouldn't wear uh, whatever. That's not what it's saying here. Look at it, if you would, please. It said don't wear anything or do anything that you bow down to. I don't bow down to my ring, do you? I don't bow down to my wife's necklace and so on. And so, the whole idea is don't have any object between you and God. And because of this reason, God is a jealous God. Now, I'm a jealous man. If I love somebody, I love them, amen? And I don't want nobody touching them. I don't want nobody doing anything to them or hurting them. And when I think about this, I I think it very much that uh, I got, uh, right you see how they used to put it right uh, rightful indignation I think that's we God is I really do He wants my love above everything else He wants your love above everything else don't let anything get in the way that's a commandment of God 2 is the number 2 is the number in scripture for witness it took the voice of 2 To establish a fact now in the second commandment man is forbidden to attempt any visible representation of deity whether it's by an artist or whether it's by sculpture now if somebody tries to depict God how are you going to make a sculpture of God or draw a picture of God nobody's ever seen him nobody's doing anything knowing anything about him Now, the first first commandment tells us the one and only object of worship is God. The second commandment tells us how God is to be worshipped. We are to worship God in spirit and in truth, not by seeing. We are to worship Him by spirit and truth. That is, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God which is truth will bear witness with our spirit there is a God. So we are to worship God in spirit and truth. And then by faith, not only by images which appeal to our senses, we are to worship God by faith. (coughs) So if you're going to worship God, you're going to have to worship Him by spirit and truth and by faith. God's desire in this commandment is to draw us away from carnal men's ideas of God. Uh, according to Proverbs 14 and verse 12. Man's got their idea of what God is, but the Bible tells us what He really is. And this commandment, in keeping of it, will prevent God's worship from being profaned by superstitious rites. Now, a fearful threat from God is promised to those who break this commandment. Those who break this commandment shall bring down on their children the righteous judgment of God. This commandment also has a gracious promise. I love this. To those who keep it. Those who keep it shall have mercy or cause mercy to be extended to thousands of those that they love. And so if I keep this commandment, I worship God as number one God. He said that that will be extended to my loved ones. Now in this commandment, God shows us the valid importance of, our <coughs> of parents teaching their children the wonderful, fearful truth concerning the being and character of God. God is a spiritual being and we are to worship Him as such. We cannot even come close to imagining what good look God looks like nor his character. John four verse twenty-seven simply says or twenty-four says God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we don't need object. Amen. We have to worship him in spirit and truth. The third commandment. Exodus 20 verse 7 Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now, <clears throat> I want to show you something here that uh, uh, after much study uh, I used to, when I first read that I thought that uh, he was talking about just cussing God. That's not all he's talking about. If you, take, if you make an oath and use God's name to seal that oath, brother, you better watch your mouth what you're saying. Amen? That's using His name in vain. Now, I want to show you what I'm talking about. God requires that the majesty of His name be held impregnable to assault or trespass. His name must be kept sacred. If you, if you if you cuss somebody in a sense that uh, God will strike you dead and that kind of stuff, that's uh, what he's talking about. That shall not do that. You ain't supposed to do that. Now God's name must be uh, used with con- must not be used with contempt or irreverently or needlessly. In the prayer Jesus gave to the disciples in Matthew chapter six verse nine through fifteen. Hey, here's the, the number one petition Jesus taught his disciples in that prayer. This is what it is Hallowed be thy name. Amen. So the name of God is to be held profoundly sacred. In our ordinary everyday speech, in our devotions, nothing must enter our minds or proceed out of our mouths that will lower the dignity of the high holiness. Of God's name. We must have the greatest sobriety and reverence when we call on God's name. The only time, Reverend, and this is very important, because uh, I didn't know it any better when they first uh, surrendered to preach and everybody uh, introduced me as Reverend Strong. I said, Don't do that, please, after I learned uh, what the Bible teaches. Uh, Because of this, this, nobody's supposed to be reverend but God. And uh, if you, if Psalms 111 verse 9 is the only place in the Bible that the word reverend is ever used. And listen to what it says. Holy and reverend is His name. Amen? So you better watch what you're doing when you use that word reverend. The fourth commandment. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day. Now, boy, there's a lot of people run this in the ground. And I want you to listen very carefully. Listen to the, every word is in this commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Now, in it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, servant, nor thy maid servant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in the midst, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the s- uh, Sabbath day, and hallowed it. What is the most important thing in that in these verses when it comes to the commandment of God it's rest notice it God says our bodies are made to work six days in a week but we need one for rest Had nothing to do with Saturday it has nothing to do with a particular day it has to do with you work six days rest rest the body now there are two very important things told in this command number one that man should work six days of the week and that the same rule is taught in the New Testament in First Thessalonians 4 verse 11 says and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you so he's going back to the commandments Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10 for even when we were with you this we commanded you, that if any man not, should, would not work, neither shall eat. So God made it very plain that every human being is instilled within him by God to work with their hands, to work to make a living. But you only work six days a week and rest your body because your body is not made to work seven days a week. I was talking to a man one day and he said, Do you think God... Uh, Intended us to make all the money we could make. I said, no, he didn't. Because if you did, he would have said work 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Amen. Make everything you can. He didn't intend that. He intended us to work 6 days a week. And on we need one day for rest now watch this the second thing about this commandment is on the seventh day all work must be ceased or stopped the Sabbath is to be a day of rest six days work one day rest the two are not to be separated work calls for rest rest calls for work so the Sabbath is not here termed the seventh day of the week needed it over Scripture. Now as far as the Old Testament is concerned, any day which was used for rest and which followed the six days of work was a Sabbath. It was holy to God. There's nothing in the Scripture to support the statement that Saturday is a Sabbath. Notice again, the law of the Sabbath has never been repeated or uh, repealed or done away with. Matthew chapter 5 verse 19 talks about it. Matthew chapter, Mark chapter 2 verse 27. The Lord plainly said the Sabbath was made for man. It wasn't made for God. It was made for man. Not for Jews only, but for every man, all mankind. God knew man needs one day of rest for his physical need. His mental need and his spiritual need. <clears throat> now, the home, as well as attending church services, is to be kept as Sabbath day, a resting day, as He read the commandments. <clears throat> and I, I love these words. Did you know that there's one verse, there's one commandment, and I'll have to quit this morning. But there's one commandment that is given that has that God said, if you'll do this, guarantee you blessed on your life. You know what it is? Honor your father and mother. If you honor your father and mother, the Bible says that his blessings go to that. All down to your life. And you know what honoring your father and mother is? Somebody, I had a young man tell me one day, he said talking to me. well, I'm fixing to turn 21. I don't have to obey my father and mother, and I don't have to honor them no more. Because I'll be a man of my own then. I said, show me that in the Bible. Not in there. The Bible makes it very plain and weird. Honor father and mother. It did not say obey father and mother all your life and everything. It says honor them. And i got news for you. Uh, my daddy and me and him had a lot of disagreements on things, especially on scripture things after I got saved. And I, he he believed one way, I believed another. And finally he accepted Christ and he saw the light of the Scriptures and understood them. And I did not uh, go along with everything Daddy said. But I guarantee you one thing, I love my Daddy and I respect him. And you better not say nothing about my Daddy. And that's where people don't understand that command. Honor your father and mother all eternity, that says. Not just till you're 21 or 18 or whatever, or you get out of the house. you to honor your father and mother forever. Amen? And, and you do that, your children will see you're honoring your father and mother, they'll honor their father and mother. But you know what's happening in the world today? And this is a lot of the world's problems today that the man or the woman has fights with one another and they start cussing and hollering and carrying on at one another and dishonoring one another and that goes down to the next children and the children don't see them honoring one another and they don't honor daddy and mother any longer and then they have a curse on them from God. And so it's very important that that one commandment carries with it a blessing. And that blessing is for everyone. If you honor your father and mother He will honor you. Amen. Got them saved. Today. Now let me give you something about the commandments. The commandments does not save anybody. You cannot be saved by keeping the commandments for this simple reason: nobody can keep them all. And the Bible says, if you break one in one instance, you broke them all. So what is this commandments for? When you're teaching the commandments, you're telling people this is what God expects out of you. All right. Is that for salvation? No. That's for a witness before the world that we belong to God. And no keeping anything will save your soul. It's a simple fact that you receive Christ as your Savior, and one day when Jesus comes back in the millennial reign and all through eternity, this is what it's going to be like. Everybody's going to love one another. Everybody's going to obey God. Everybody, and why shouldn't we as Christians strive for that now? We make mistakes, yes. But we're going to break the commandment. So God showed us what that's all about in the New Testament. He said that the commandments are our schoolmaster. What are you talking about? It's teaching us what's right and what's wrong. I had not known adultery was sin unless the Bible said so. I had not known that stealing is sin unless the Bible says so. So I know by the commandment what God expects out of me. I can't do it now because I got a sinful body, but I'm going to do everything I can with the help of the Holy Spirit in me to keep these commandments. So when somebody breaks one of them, oh, you're going to die and go to hell. No, no. We're to teach them and love them right on. They're sinners just like me and you. Anybody. Everybody's a sinner in the same basket. Just because they break one, I've got, I broke another one. And so we're to love one another, help one another to go through this life to get to the uh, what people call the utopia of life. Perfect. Perfectness. And you better remember this. There's only perfection in Jesus Christ. One day we'll be like him, amen. Father, bless the coming hour. Now we pray in Jesus' name, amen.